Seahawks fans, happy football Friday. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And we are finally just a couple days away from the NFC championship game. We've been doing these with you the last couple days. So this is your chance. Any questions you have not already gotten answered on one of our other Buccaneers Insider Lives presented by Miller Lite. This is the final chance before that game, our last show we'll be doing before then. So if you're not already watching on Facebook, head on over there, check out the live video and leave your questions, thoughts, anything you want us to discuss in the comment section as we give people a chance to start submitting some of those. Uh, I know we haven't still gotten a chance to learn too much about some of the injury concerns since our show yesterday, but Bruce was asked about it and it was at least a more of a real practice yesterday as compared to the walkthrough Wednesday. So what did we learn about, especially Vita Vea and Antonio Brown? Yeah, I guess the Vita Vea thing was a good, was a good piece of uh, news because he said he moved around well. Uh, you know, like we, like you were saying, Wednesday was a walkthrough, so it didn't really tell us much, but they went full speed yesterday. So for him to feel good about the way that Vita was moving is a good sign. I don't know if that necessarily means he'll be activated this weekend. Uh, we'll find that out probably on Saturday. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a good sign. As for Antonio Brown, he again did not practice with the knee injury. Um, again, it's, it's looking a whole lot like that week when Mike, came, Mike Evans came back for the Washington week. I don't know if he's as far along or not. We'll find out. He's got one more chance to practice today. But Bruce Arians did say that it would be a game day decision and that he would be able to play in the game if his knee allows, even if he doesn't practice all week. I, I, I think they just they know that they have plays for him that he would run even without having to be able to practice. And they probably still practiced all those plays just random with, depending what it was, Scotty Miller or Tyler Johnson this week. And for Vita, I feel like a lot of times when we talk about the injury stuff, we tell people to watch the injury report. And there's sort of a, a normal way that you can track throughout the week, uh, how likely it is that someone will play and then they get a designation in the last injury report, things like out, you know, questionable things like that. So um, explain maybe why Vita is a little bit different. And, you know, I know that's probably frustrating for people who've been wanting to be able to track more than just hearing Bruce say he was walking well on <laughs> Wednesday and, uh, and why it's a little bit different than some other players. Well, Vita Vea was designated to return from injured, injured reserve on Monday, which opens a 21 day window in which he can practice with the team and be activated any time during that window. But at the whole time, he does not count against the 53-man roster. And obviously, there's no reason to change that until you're ready to have him play, because if you're going to put him on the 53-man roster, you're going to have to take somebody else off. So he would have to be activated before um, he he is on the 53-man roster. And if you're not on that roster, then you're not somebody that they track on the injury report. So that's the reason. So um, we'll find out on Saturday, I presume, that would be the last day that the Buccaneers would be able to activate him for the game. Okay. Um, and Thomas asked, what are the biggest ways that you think we might be able to exploit the Packers defense? Well, I think we're going to have to run the ball and particularly between the tackles. I was looking at some next gen stats uh, yesterday and it's interesting that the Packers use their dime package. That's six DBs on the field at the same time about 50% of the time, which is way more than most of the league. And they also do not stack the box very often by stacking. You, you know what that means? It's like between the tackles and I don't know how many yards, but fairly close to the line of scrimmage, they call that the box. And if teams are stacking the box, that means they're putting seven or eight defenders in there to make it harder for you to run up the middle. The Packers almost never stack the box. Uh, and so both of those things, playing a lot of dime and not stacking the box, basically is inviting other teams to see if they can run it at them between the tackles. If the Bucks can succeed in that, especially early, the play action game has been working a lot, 
a lot lately. And the Buccaneers did not use play action a ton compared to most teams in the league this year, only about 18% of the time, but they've used it a lot more lately and it's been effective. So the, the um, you know, if they're forced to bring more players into the box, if they start to bite on that play action, it's only going to help the passing game. So again, Leonard, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, who've been running well between the tackles, our offensive line's playing great right now. If we can establish that in the early going, I think that would be one way they could take, exploit that Green Bay defense. Okay, and Logan asked, uh, if Vita is able to play, do you think he'll be playing uh, how much less than usual if, since he hasn't been able to play in a long time and we don't know about the, the football shape? I would think a lot less. Um, he, okay, so in the five games before he went on injured reserve, because he made it almost through the entire Chicago game before getting hurt, he was playing about two thirds of the snaps. And Raheem Nunez Rochas or Nacho was the backup nose. Now he's been the starter, obviously. And he was playing mostly, it's not a total one for one replacement, but those two together played about two thirds and one thirds uh, of the nose tackle snaps. Uh, and then, uh, if you, you know, if Vita were to come back now, I, I think you could probably reverse that, but we also have since added Steve McClendon. So if you look at what the Bucks did last week, um, Nunez Roches played basically two thirds and Steve McClendon was the backup nose tackle, ate up the rest of the snaps. And our third guy that we had up that week, um, Khalil Davis, the rookie only played two defensive snaps. So hypothetically, if you made Vea active and just made him active as the third guy instead of Khalil Davis, even if you only end up using him for two snaps, you didn't make yourself any, any worse in terms of how much personnel you have for that position. And then you could find out along the way, hey, he's looking great. Maybe we play him some more. Maybe we play him some more. I would think, though, it would start out as a relatively small number, but it wouldn't be hard to carry him as another defensive lineman if he is activated on Saturday. I think that's a, a great point because that's something I had been thinking about is if you activate him, you know, someone else has to not be activated and um, someone else would drop off the roster. And I had wondered if it was going to make another position have to lose somebody because they didn't know how much he could play and they didn't want to lose the depth. But that makes sense what you're saying about just kind of a him for Khalil Davis swap. And so you're not you know, losing too much in terms of, of your depth or productivity. Yeah. And I mean, I, and by that, I mean the guys that are active on game day, right. I'm not saying he would take a spot on the 53 man roster. roster. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure where they, they take a guy off the 53 man roster if that happened. Yeah. That, which was going to be my next question. Yeah, so I don't, I don't really want to speculate about that because I hate to say, Oh, they're going to take, Take so right. um, All right. We had Christopher asked, do you think that we should play uh, more press man or zone? Well, <laughs> I love this question every week. Um, I think they should mix it up to be honest with you. And I know um, we played a lot more press coverage in new Orleans. I think we talked about this yesterday or Wednesday, but new Orleans doesn't throw the ball down field anymore with drew Brees. They drew Brees had, I think the second lowest yards per pass in the air about five yards on average among all qualified quarterbacks this year and as you saw that they barely tried to go down the field until the very end and then they weren't really able to do it the Packers with Aaron Rodgers basically the Buccaneers and the Packers are the two teams that throw it downfield the most they tied for the most deep throws this year and Aaron Rodgers had 31 completions that was the most they get the ball downfield so um, you know, if you're press man, if you're pressing on coverage on every single snap, you're really opening up the possibility that you get beat here or there and they get deep on you. So I would think as a defensive coordinator, what you really want to do is mix it up and show them both looks and, and make it hard for them to know what they're going to get on any particular snap. I know that everybody wants us to play our corners aggressively, and I totally get that. And I think they're good at it. And I think they will do that. But I would expect to see it mixed up. 
Okay. And uh, we had a question asking, will Shady uh, get any snaps this game? We know he definitely has plenty of snow game experience. <laughs> That's true. Um, I, I, I don't think it'd be a good bet to bet you get a bunch of snaps just from what we've seen. I mean, they, they have Leonard Jones, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. And, um, you know, I think they're pretty happy with how those two guys are playing. I don't think the snow really is going to make that much of a difference. So it's just hard to find snaps for, for Sean McCoy, LaShawn McCoy right now. I mean, they didn't even keep Keyshawn Vaughn active in the last game. So, you know, maybe a handful, but I would, I would be surprised if he played a ton. And uh, Nicholas, along those lines, asked, who do you think will get more touches this week, Ronald Jones or Fournette? Well, touches is the key word there. And for that reason, he didn't say handoffs. He said touches. I'll go with Fournette because clearly they're more comfortable with him in the passing game. Um, you know, they, they had almost identical rushing statistics in New Orleans, but it was Fournette that caught four passes, I think, or five passes for 40-something yards. And Ronald Jones had the ball thrown to him one time, and it was not complete. So... Leonard Fournette is much more likely to have the ball thrown his way, which makes me believe he'll have more touches. Um, and speaking of the weather from a couple of questions ago, Francisco had asked, what do you, what impact do you think the weather conditions in green Bay could have on the team? Well, if you want to believe our players and coaches, not very much at all. Um, Bruce Arians keeps saying 28 degrees, which is, I guess the expected kickoff game temperature is not that cold when you're running around, when you have heaters on the sideline, um, the snow, you know, there's there's supposed to be some snow, but right now it's supposedly before the game and really not a ton of it. I'm sure they'll keep the field clear as much as they can. I, you know, of course, the if it's windy, that would make a big effect. Of course, the weather could affect the game, but if I'm guessing, it just doesn't seem like we're particularly concerned about it affecting the game, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, we also had a question. Do you think Devin White can be as good as Derek Brooks for this franchise? Wow. You mean the best player in franchise history based on the numbers? Um, sure. Yeah. But he's got a heck of a long way to go. A heck of a long way. You know, he, he's not exactly the same type of linebacker. First of all, he's really more of a middle linebacker who is good at rushing the passer. Whereas Derek Brooks, I know it's a different defense now, so it's not the exact same one for one comparison, but Derek Brooks was the weak side linebacker or sometimes the strong side linebacker for his whole career. He didn't hardly ever get called upon to rush the, rush the passer, but he had absolutely fantastic pass defense numbers and it's kind of the opposite with Devin White right now so um you know Devin White is clearly an unbelievably talented player and probably will be one of the best players we've had when it's all said and done but it's a little early to put him in the same level as Hall of Famer Derek Brooks and I don't think anybody should be insulted by that right yeah um Javier had asked um how does the team prepare for a snow-covered field in terms of equipment footwear does it affect speed things like that and I always think this is something that is such an unsung part of the game it's just in general uh, the equipment guys every game but then particularly games where there is some weather that yeah they they definitely put some effort and thought into that yeah I, I think people would be surprised if they knew how much equipment an NFL team carries with it on a plane and how much of a logistical um uh issue that is those those equipment guys work really hard to get that stuff in and out of there and they have to do it quickly too so i think when you are facing the possibility of either uh, certain types of weather being you know different possibilities of, of field conditions or you know if you're going to play on a turf you're not familiar with uh, you you bring different types of cleats, different types of shoes with you. You have an idea of what will work best. Um, but if it's not working best, you have a, a backup plan, a longer cleat, a shorter cleat, things like that. So the Buccaneers will have, every player will have available to him several options and they'll probably know which one they expect to work, work best. 
I don't know which one it is for Lambeau Field right now, but that's why we have equipment guys. Exactly. Yeah, that's why they do the job and not us. I think I remember in an interview with some of the equipment guys I've done before, I think they said something like they take 10,000 pounds worth <laughs> of equipment to road games. I, I'm not positive it. about that. I'd have to go back and make sure, but I feel like that was around the number that I heard. I, that just That just blew my mind when they told me. Um, all right. Well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Thanks as always for all those amazing questions. It's been awesome being with you guys this week. And we are so excited for that NFC Championship game. We'll be back here next week as always. We'll see you then. <laughs>